wait for that. The Holy Spirit comes, and we know he's here, and then God can um, move. Um, Carol asked me to teach on David's failures and successes, and today I'm going to teach on David's successes. And um, if you ever get a chance to read through 1 Samuel and read about David, oh my gosh, woman, the man is like amazing. If you, he, you, you just fall in love with him from a teenager on because he is so passionate for God. How many of you have a 15-year-old son? Anybody here have a 15-year-old son? Grandson? Nephew? 13? Okay, 16, 17? No? What made David successful was his faith. That's what made David successful. In Luke 18.8, Jesus asked his disciples, when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth that have faith? See, God is concerned about faith. He's concerned about how much faith there is on the earth because God moves through our faith. Uh, Some of you have heard, you know, have faith of, of a mustard seed. And, and so a lot of times you kind of translate that meaning to, I just have to have a teeny little bit of faith. No, no, that's not what that means, okay? What it means is that you as one individual can accomplish amazing and wonderful things for God. That's what it means. Not that you just settle and say, well, I just have this little bit of faith, and so I'm going to be grateful that I have that. No, people, no, that's not what that means, right? What it means is you are the little mustard seed, And out of you, you grow this huge tree that birds come and settle in. And and that's your flourishing. That's your greatness. So I want to really challenge these beliefs that you have about faith. Because we have just come out of 21 days of breakthrough praying. But the work is just starting. You understand? We prayed for God, and we're saying, God, this is what we want, this is what we want to consecrate, this is what we want to do. So God's saying, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to do it. But he can only do it if you have faith for him to use you to do it. Because you're thinking he's going to get all these things done using somebody else. But it's not. It's you. It's you. It's you that he is wanting to empower and accomplish mighty things now. How many of you participated in the 21 days of prayer? Keep your hands up. That, I think there was like 50, 50 of us that would consistently come. 50 people that were wanting to see God work and do and, 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 and accomplish something. So see, we're, we're, the foundation is set, so now it's time for us to get stirred up and to act, okay? And so God has given us this amazing man in Samuel, 1 Samuel, 1 and 2 Samuel, but I'm going to be covering 1 Samuel. I'm going to cover the ages from 15 to 30 of this man. 
And God has given us this man because there's something about him that God wants us to know. Why is David called uh, the man after God's heart? Any theologians in here? Lena, you know the answer. Because of the spirit. I just know because she was at Monday night. <laughs> uh, oh, and Lydia, way back there. But yes, that, that, David is an example of, of what God is seeking in us. So I want you to go to Hebrews 11, 6. Yesterday, I received this verse from Judy Evans. Judy Evans is a uh, passionate prayer warrior and scripture delegator. And this is the verse that came yesterday. I told her, that's what I'm teaching on. Hebrews 11.6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. God has brought you here today. You, you specific people. I was thinking about you when I was getting ready and the wind's going. And I was thinking, who's going to get deterred by the wind? Who's, who's going to have an allergy attack? Who, you know what I mean? Who's not going to be able to come because of whatever circumstances? But I want you to know that each of you that are here this morning, God has brought you here because he wants you to have faith. He wants you to please him. He wants that for you and of you. So don't just sit here passively. Sit here attentively because the Lord God has need of Nicole. He has need of her. He has need of Trisha back there. He needs her. All you little mustard seeds, God desires for you to be flourishing big trees where birds can come and nest. It is impossible to please God without faith. In 1 Samuel 17, 34 through 37, we read of David's, uh, young David's faith. Let's turn to 1 Samuel. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 34. I said that last night, but let's start at 33. <laughs> um, David is a young shepherd guy, and he is the youngest of eight men. And three of his brothers, very virile, very uh, strong warriors, are with King Saul to fight the Philistines. And he's coming against, Saul is coming against Goliath. And young David is a shepherd, and, and his dad is sending him to take food to his brothers. You know, take some bread, take some cheese. We'll find out what's going on. And so David is going. He's but about 15. So I kind of want you to have that picture. He's about 15. And David is kind of perplexed at why nobody is fighting Goliath. He doesn't understand why no one's going out to conquer this guy. He, he doesn't get it. And so he says he says to, uh, to Saul that he wants to go. And Saul says to him, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but 
a youth. Well, he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, the 15-year-old, your servant was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the paw. Actually, it says hand. The paw of this Philistine. We've seen people. Some of you are afraid to cross the freaking street. But he's 15. And this is our introduction to the man after God's heart. You seeing it? This young guy is wanting to go out to battle because he's already experienced God's power in his life. He's known it out there in the wilderness by himself. Some of you, some of you in your aloneness in have, have had these kinds of victories in the privacy of your home, in the privacy of your own spirit that you have not even shared with anybody. And you have that experience inside of you already. I want to bless that in you. I want to bless that. Okay? Little seed, I want to bless that. David was confident that God had power. Not in him, not in his slingshot, not in his little rock. David was confident in what God could do, in God's character, in God's ability. And that's what gave David the motivation to go out against this Philistine. So Lydia, it's not about you and how together you are. It's not about how many times you read the Bible. It's not about how, how often you pray. It's not about that. It's, it's never been about that. It's always been about you knowing who God is and what God can do and you saying, I believe in that God. That's what it's about. Too many times we get, we get kind of distracted and we kind of disqualify ourselves because we believe that we're not good enough, that we're, we're not enough, that we don't have enough training, we don't have enough knowledge, we don't have enough skill. This nine-foot giant was killed with a stone, one stone, one stone that a young guy swung out, and it just so happened it hit the main place where people get cloaked if you hit them there. And who sent it? You see why God loved this kid. I'm sure God was just like, just looking down going, just watch it, just watch it, just, just watch it. L -l I, know, I know what he's going to do. And this big smile on God's face because David pleased him. David pleased him. It is impossible to please God without faith. 
I want you to please God. So I want you to want faith. Big faith. Hebrews 11, 6 continues, And anyone who wants to come to God must believe that he exists. David believed in God so passionately that he refused to disobey God. Some of you may know that David was anointed to be king probably when he was about 17 years old. David had to wait to become king probably another 15 years. How many of you have been waiting two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 years for God to do what he said to you that he was going to do? Or how many of you have just given up on God and let go of that, let go of that dream, let go of that inheritance. David waited until the right time that God would make him king. He knew what God had done, prophet knew what he had done, but he had to wait on the Lord. Saul was after him, so not only was he waiting, he wasn't just like waiting, going back to shepherding and the little flock, no, he was out running for his life because Saul wanted to kill him. So he would hide in caves, and he would have to roam the earth. He even had to put his parents with the king of Moab to protect them. He was on the run. But he never, ever fought Saul. He never felt sorry for himself that he wasn't king and that he had to be waiting. He waited. He waited on God. This pleased God. It pleases God when you determine to trust him, to wait on him, to believe that he's going to do something. And you believe that tree is going to grow, that you believe that bird is going to come into your, in your nest and, 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 and create a nest in your God is pleased with you in that. David's faith in God gave him courage, confidence, and boldness. David knew that God was with him. So you don't start with boldness. Some of you have this expectation that you should be bold already. No. Boldness, we start with courage. You You just start with having pure, sheer, trembling guts to do something. Courage. Courage means doing something when you're scared. That's what courage means. And that's where you need to start. You need to do something and say, God, I want to do it. I'm scared, but I want to do it. I'm sure that's how it was when David attacked the first lion. I don't think he was like, oh, yeah, I'm great. I'm an awesome human. It's like, I, I, I'm going to, God, help me. Help me protect my sheep and, and, and help me with this lion. You start off with courage. Then you move to confidence. And then you move to boldness. How many of you want courage? How many of you want confidence? 
how many of you want boldness? Okay, look around at these people. Look around who it is that wants boldness because we want to hold them accountable. All right? You do not get to go under this tablecloth and hide. You have got some things to do, and everyone in this room hopefully knows who you are, and, and you have got to move, but you've got to start with courage. Now, at your table, you guys know each other really well. Some of you know who has courage. Some of you know who doesn't even have courage. And some of you know who has confidence, and some of you know who has boldness. The person that has boldness is the one you want praying for you. The one that lacks courage, come on, people. You can't stay there anymore. I don't see any 15-year-olds in here. We're old, okay? Our time is running out, and you have got to get that tree flourishing, and you've got to get some things done. All right? Stop being useless. God cannot do miracles without, if you, do, if you don't have faith. You understand? If, if, if things are not happening in this church, if things are not happening in your house, things are not happening at your work, then you're not asking for enough faith. Are you with me? Time is running out for us. And you can croak and stand before God and with your little bit, and he's going to love you. But I want to stand up there with God and say, hey, this, God say, I was pleased with Marty. This is what she did. This is what she did. This is what she conquered. This is what happened with her. And I want, I want to stand with you. I want to stand with you there. I want cornerstone women to be mighty women of God of faith. All right? That's our job. 21 days. Now it's time to get things done. Right? Brenda's all excited. She, the Lord gave her a picture. God is with us. David knew that God was with him. David said of himself, I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love. God knew that God, David knew that God was with him, and, and God gave David victories, 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 victories. He brought, he brought people to him. And even though he was running for his life, and even though he wasn't king, he was still fighting for Israel. He was still passionate for Israel. He still obeyed God in everything that he had him to do. So he flourished. And David faithfully sought God. All through 1 Samuel, you read about David. And this is where I just, when I read 1 Samuel, it's like reading a Francine Rivers novel. There's just so much going on, you know. And, and, and the men are so incredible. Um, and he inquired of the Lord for everything. He inquired of the Lord whether if he wanted to go to battle, he just didn't go to battle. He asked God, can I go to battle? And God would say, yes, go to battle. I'll be with you. 
whatever was going on, he would inquire of the Lord. This pleased God. Hebrews 11.6 says, he rewards those who seek him. And David experienced hatred from those he loved. He experienced persecution. He had to live on the run for 17 years until he became king. But all those years, he never betrayed God. All those years, he practiced his faith with all his might. Do you know that to be a woman of faith, it takes everything inside your being. It takes everything in you. It takes every ounce of your existence. Because if you don't understand that, then your faith is really puny. It takes everything in you to trust God. It takes everything in you to do what God asks you to do and, and not hold back. I counsel people, and, and I love to teach people to listen to God. And, I, and I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, oh, yeah, I hear, I, yeah, I hear from God. Well, he told me, you know, this and that. I, you know, I, I didn't do it. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. But you laugh, but that's more that's more what you're like than not. That's more common that you, the Lord has said something to you and then you didn't do it. That's more common than God telling you something and then you go, you go and do it and then you come and tell us what you did and the wonderful thing that happened. It's more common to not do what the Lord tells you to do. And you still look good and you still come to church and you still sit at women's Bible study and you still do worship, but your faith here because the Lord wants you to have faith, because the Lord wants you to please him, and the Lord wants to do amazing and wonderful things because of your faith, because of Patty's faith. Understand? You kind of, am I giving any? God will reward you for your faith. Go to, um, Psalm 21, 1 through 7. I just told you about this man's life. I just told you how long he had to wait. I just told you what it required of him, everything in his being to trust God. So we're going to go read Psalm 21, verse 1. O Lord, in thy strength the king will be glad, and in thy salvation how greatly he will rejoice. Thou hast given him his heart's desire. And thou hast not withheld the request of his lips, for thou dost meet him with the blessings of good things. Thou dost set a crown of fine gold on his head. He asks life of thee, thou dost give it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through thy salvation. Splendor and majesty thou dost place upon him, for thou dost make him most blessed forever. For thou dost make him joyful with the gladness in the presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. Was it a waste of time for David? No. God rewarded him for his faith. David is in this book to help us understand what faith in action looks like. The, he even gives us the length of time of it. David's faith pleased God. One thing that I really hope someday I can write a book about it, but David's maintained close relationship with men of faith. 
He listened to Nathan the prophet. He listened to Samuel. He listened to Jonathan when Jonathan came to encourage him. And then God did something for David. He gave him 30 men. He surrounded him with 30 mighty men. In 2 Samuel 23, it lists the amazing things these men did because they were anointed with God. We need to surround ourselves with mighty women of faith. David actually had three men. They were called the, the mighty three. And these guys were his bodyguards. They would even risk their life to go get the man water. That's how much they loved David and believed in David's faith. You need to surround. Who's in our team? What's your name? Michael, you need to surround yourself with women of faith. If the girls your age don't have faith, then you find somebody who has faith. Because of these mighty men, David was able to do victories. You understand? He won those battles because of these mighty men. You need to surround yourself with women of faith. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time with women who do not have a passion for God, who are not seeking him with all their might, heart, or soul. I'm not saying I don't have coffee with them or whatever, but invest yourself with strong women of faith. They will bring life to you. They will sustain you through a hard time. They will help you bring victory into your life. Tell me, what are some things that you would like God to do in your life? What are some things that you have been praying for? A house. Good. What else? What else have you been praying for? A car. What else? Salvation for family. What else? using your circumstances to help others. Okay. Let's go higher. Let's go higher than that. Now, I'm not saying don't pray for those things. But that's the first thing that's coming to your mind. You see what I'm saying? That's the first thing that's coming into your mind right now as an example because God is using it. But if you want salvation... Don't you want holiness? Don't you want them to read the word? Don't you want them to be filled with passion for God? See, we pray for salvation. So small. So small. I'm, I'm praying that my family will be devoted to God for the thousandth generation. My daughter, Mindy, is pregnant right now. I am praying for that baby. I want that, I want that baby to be strong in the Lord. I pray for my daughters that they would be mighty warriors. If you have my daughters pray for you, you will encounter, you will encounter the power of God. My daughters do not pay, pray little, they pray for power. I love it. I love it. Because I, when they were younger, I was praying that they would become holy. I didn't want them just saved. I didn't want them just to come to church. I wanted them to be mighty, powerful, doing amazing things for God. I loved it when we were praying last night. And Bree asks for, I want to know what my territory is. Do you know your territory? Do you know what God has called you? 
that inheritance that God is giving you? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Because it's not just one person. You understand? The, the, the Israelites' inheritance was land. It was territory. How much territory do you want, Nicole? How much? How much? Yes, you want to deal with your, your, your daily activities at home. Th that is challenging. But Satan will distract you with that. And you'll be consumed with that. And you'll miss your ability to have a flourishing tree and do mighty things for God. How much do you want? How much do you want? Denise, how much do you want? Right? Denise has some challenges, but it's like you think higher. You think about what you want for the your inheritance. Because what you accomplish here on the earth, what you accomplish here on the earth is just the beginning of what is going to be in heaven. You're going to kind of grow from that. So you're thinking that you're going to come to this, and then you're going to come to this mighty, mighty, mighty thing. No, you're not. You do a little thing here, you're going to come over here and be a little thing, and the Lord's going to be over here, over here. Because God rewards you according to your deeds. How much do you want, Patty? Right? I want to motivate you. I want to encourage you to break through this place of stuckness and, and, and ask for more faith. Surround yourself with women that have more faith than you so that you are being challenged to go beyond the spot that you're at. God wants to reward us. God wants to bless us. God wants to be pleased with you. How many of you want more faith than you have right now? Then stand up. Let's stand up. Because this is what God is doing. I want you to put your hands out like you're going to get a present because it is a present. And I'm going to ask God to give you a double portion of faith. Not a little muscly. I'm going to ask God to give you a lot. So God, I ask, oh Lord, because you told me that you love these women. You know their individual stories, God, and you want to move them from where they are right now to the next level. You want to make them mighty women of God. Yes, Lord. So I ask, oh Lord, that your faith now would come. I ask for a double portion, God. I pray that your faith, O oh Lord, would strengthen them, God. I release courage. I release confidence. I release boldness in the name of Jesus. Let your power come, God. Father, pray. I pray and break fear. I break inadequacy. I break apathy places where they don't want change. God, I break that in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask that you would give them a mind that knows what you can do, not what they can do. And that they would set their mind on that. Increase territory, God. In each and every one of them, increase territory. That from this day forward, God, every inch of Every inch, Father, would be claimed and nothing would be surrendered.
Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you a little secret because I'm done. I'm going to give you a little secret because I'm going to be in your head this next week. You are going to, because God is going to do this, because he has to find out if you're serious about what you just asked for. God is going to tell you to do some things, some things. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell each and every one of you. Not one of you is going to get out of this. And you have an opportunity to please God. Bless you.